Hello, hello, guys, and welcome back to By the Way I Love You, the podcast. It has definitely been a minute, and I'm so excited to talk to you guys again. Today is a very special episode to me. We're going to be talking about my journey battling depression and also how I am overcoming it. So, yeah, I think the message of this episode is definitely that your story is not over, and there's always a new beginning and the next day oh my goodness i also feel like my throat is like super parched whatever i just want to let you know if you're listening to this episode and need help in any way with mental health i highly encourage you to reach out i do want to give a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode and say that i am in no way an expert or medical professional and if you need help i encourage you to reach out to a therapist or psychiatrist in the show notes i will link a few resources for you to find those i also want to give a trigger warning in that this episode There will be discussions containing topics of depression, suicidal thoughts, ideation, and also anxiety. If you are tuning in for the very first time, my name is Anne Brunk, and I am the host of this podcast. I, it's definitely been a minute since I've recorded. I've been pretty busy, which is so ironic because my last episode was literally about how much I hate being busy. So I have definitely gotten back on my recording game and I've taken a little bit of time to edit the podcast you're currently listening to because it is so near and dear to my heart. This is an episode I've been wanting to make for a very long time and I just hope it reaches the right people. Before we get started on the main topic, I want to talk through my highs and lows. This is something I talk about on every episode before our main content I just share my highs and lows from the week before. I just want to share the message of you're never alone with what you're going through. And I know that if I'm sharing how I feel, whether it's a high to encourage you all or a low, that maybe some person can relate to that. My high for the last couple weeks, I suppose, since it's been a minute, has been my community and loved ones. I have kind of gone through a little bit of a rough mental patch the last couple weeks and I have just noticed my community, family, and friends all reaching out to me to be encouraging and just let me know that I'm never alone and that they love me no matter what. I truly have an unmatched community around me and I don't mean to brag but also I can definitely brag on them. They are the absolute best and the most selfless people I know, loving people I know, and I am so thankful that God has blessed me with the absolute best community. My low for the last couple weeks, like I said a little bit in the highs, is that I've been in a bit of a rough patch, especially with negative self-talk and anxiety. Kind of with the end of the semester coming up, last couple months of the semester, I know things are just really ramping up in busyness and my anxiety can sometimes get the best of me. I just felt very on edge and 
just lots of negative self-talk but like I said in my highs having such an amazing community to reach out to and also a lot of them reached out to me without me even having to say anything to them has been so amazing and so helpful and I'm definitely on the other side of that little rough patch that I had the last couple weeks definitely feeling a lot better and ready to take on life All right, let's get into the main, my journey through mental health struggles with you guys. It is also very vulnerable, so definitely shared in pieces my story on social media before, but this is my first time discussing it long form and actually talking about it open and vulnerably with my following. I'm just excited to know that people could see this that might be struggling because I know there's a lot of people out there struggling right now, feeling hopeless, broken, deserted. There is a light at the end of the tunnel and even if you don't see that now or you don't see it for a while, it is there and I was definitely in a place where I thought that I never would see that light again and I now am just full of hope for my life and there is so much abundance in my life and I just want to share with you all how I got there and how I got out of that deep dark place. Excuse me if I sound a little bit scatterbrained. I couldn't really plan out what I was going to say this episode because I feel like I wanted to tell a story chronologically and I wanted it to come from like raw emotion and fully just what I wanted to say. So we'll just go with it. So around 2020 after lockdown, I was in my senior year of high school and that's when I first got diagnosed with major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. I had dealt with anxiety for probably my whole life and I just didn't know what it was. But with being home through the pandemic and so much change, which is a lot of change happened that year. The pandemic happened and I wasn't able to see people and then I was a senior and I was about to graduate high school, but then at the same time, it wasn't at all what I expected for my senior year of high school, which I know can sound so like surface level, first world problems, but genuinely, and I didn't know it was because of my anxiety disorder, I felt like my life was falling apart by the minute. So yeah, I got diagnosed with that and I started going to therapy. It was so weird for having it so badly. Oh, and I was also placed on medication at this time. I also started IOP, intensive outpatient therapy, and this was because second semester that senior year is when I first started dealing with suicide ideation, which is a super heavy topic, and I've never really talked in depth about it, but yes, it's something that I struggled with for a very long time. I, with my disorder, I would always tell myself, well, everyone feels this way, or you're not special for feeling this way, so you don't need the help, which sounds weird saying it out loud that I felt that way, but that is just how I felt, and that's what prevented me from asking for help for those feelings for literally so long but yes I started going to intensive outpatient and that helped a lot with my anxiety gaining coping skills for that and also with my suicidal thoughts and ideation and all of that I got 
a lot of coping mechanisms and was able to get a um, treatment plan that was right for me. And the meds that was on were definitely working for then. I was on Prozac, by the way. I'm no longer on Prozac. I'm on a different medication, but that comes later in my story. Senior year of high school, went to the outpatient. It was like three or two or three days a week for three hours at a time for three months. And I graduated from that program. And at that time, it was around spring, like almost high school graduation. I felt a lot better. I was still dealing with a lot of anxiety regarding the future and going on to college and stuff. But I felt a lot of hope and I felt really good with moving out in the next year. And I didn't feel like I was a risk to my own safety anymore. All through high school, I was in a relationship starting in eighth grade, actually. So... At the end of that relationship, we had been dating for about four and a half years, which is a crazy long time, but it was my first love, and I definitely thought that that was the guy I was going to marry, and a lot of my disordered thinking caused me to believe that when that relationship was over, I was worth nothing, like absolutely nothing. Not that I regret that relationship, because I feel like it helped me grow so much as a person, and my ex is actually still one of my friends and is probably listening to this podcast. I don't regret that relationship in the slightest because I've had so much personal growth from it. After that breakup, which I felt like I lost a piece of myself because I didn't know who I was. I didn't like myself at all, but I had that band-aid of being in a relationship, so I didn't realize how bad those feelings were towards myself. About a month goes by and I took it really hard. Like, really hard. I was not feeling too hot about myself. It was really rough because we were in the same friend group and so yeah, that month was rough. So a guy friend I had reached out to me and we started talking and this was only a month after my four and a half year relationship ended. Of course, like I was going to attach onto that. My brain who thought that I had lost a part of myself in the previous breakup and was nothing, of course I was going to attach on to a new person so quickly and identify all of my worth in that relationship. And maybe I didn't put that out there to the person or to the public, but that was how I felt on the inside. And it took me a long time to recognize that. So my relationship with that person, we started dating two months after my breakup from the four and a half year relationship. And we dated for a little over a month, um, long distance at that. After that month and a half was up of that relationship and we broke up for long distance reasons, I had already moved into college three hours away from home and was already experiencing a lot of anxiety from changes and I wasn't really close to as many people as I was at home. My roommate was kind of my only close friend there and I love her to death, like still one of my very best friends now, but I just did not have the community surrounding me that I did back at home. So my anxiety was kind of already at all-time high and I already knew that my depression was kind of creeping back in with seasonal stuff and then also the change. And so when this second breakup hit me, it hit me like a truck. 
my mental health quickly plummeted into the part where I was back having suicidal thoughts and my depression was just at an all-time high again. My mental health went down the drain. I stopped going to all of my classes. I was in a sorority and dance team and that's about all I did was the bare minimum to make sure that I looked like I was okay. I would go out every weekend, get absolutely trashed every single weekend. It's really sad, but that is just what happened. And everyone knows that alcohol is a depressant, but I did not know how intense it was. It made things so much worse for me, and I just had some of my lowest nights, the nights that I went out. At this point, I... Like I said, I slept all day in my room. I would go to dance team practice and some sorority events, and that was about it. I didn't do any classwork. I stopped reaching out to my parents. I stopped reaching out to a lot of friends, and I just became the most depressed I had ever been, and I did not want to live anymore at all at that time. I had basically given up on life, and it is really hard to say that now especially how I feel with so much hope for life and everything. But yeah, I'm not going to get too far into the details of my depressive state, but this lasted from mid-October to December when I went home, obviously. And throughout that time, I had many plans to go through with suicide attempts and I did attempt once. That's all I'm gonna go into with that, but just to kind of share the gravity of what the situation was. So I went home for winter break and I honestly, Christmas time of last year was, I barely remember it. I barely remember my winter break. It is so sad because I love Christmas and I love seeing my friends, but I barely remember it at all. Over winter break, I went to this conference called SMC, which was through Stumo, which is a student ministry organization at the school that I was attending. I felt so reconnected to God and I felt so alive and I finally... And I finally felt a little bit normal. I felt like I could see the light again. And it just was so encouraging for me for that time to see that I could feel that way again. And that's when I knew I needed to ask for help. Around the time I got home from that conference, I knew I needed to tell my parents about my suicide attempt and tell them how I've really been feeling. And that was so hard for me to open up and do. But when I finally did it, I felt just a lot better. I, When I opened up to them, I'm so glad that I have such a supportive family. And they've always been so supportive with my mental health and all of those things that they immediately encouraged me to seek out help. Going to school was definitely something that would not be safe for me anymore. And also, I didn't have the grades to stay at school because I stopped going to classes. And I 
immediately had to go move out of my dorm and this was right when I told my parents that how I had been feeling was we found out that I had to move out. As you can imagine, it was a lot, it was a big combination of feelings. Driving immediately to my college town and moving all the stuff out of my dorm and messaging my roommates that I would not be able to be there anymore, messaging my dance team that I wouldn't be able to compete with them anymore, wouldn't be able to be on the team. It broke my heart. Sometimes I still get so upset that my depression took that away from me because even though I was in such a dark state, I had so many people, um, so many people in Springfield. I had so many people in my college town, especially on the dance team and especially my roommate that I could have reached out to, but it is so isolating when you feel those feelings and I was scared to tell anyone because I wanted to keep trying to act like I was normal and have a little bit of normalcy and I just want to let you know if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, depressive thoughts, or anxiety, reaching out to people doesn't make you weak. It can only help you. And if they're truly your people, your friends, your loved ones, they're going to want to help you no matter what. And they are going to stick by your side. I wish that I would have reached out to people earlier because maybe things would look a lot different. But I cannot focus on the could-ofs, should-ofs, because I do love the way my life ended up turning out. But anyway, I got everything moved out. It was a very emotional day very high emotions. I got home and I considered the idea of admitting myself to a psychiatric hospital because I knew I didn't want to feel this way anymore, but I couldn't help having feelings of not wanting to exist. And I just couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't find the will for a lot of things. And it was especially hard not being in school and being at home all day alone like it's hard you have to sit there with your thoughts and emotions and I could not do that I couldn't do it and so my parent with my parents encouragement and also my friends I admitted myself to a psychiatric hospital and it saved my life it was the best thing I could have ever, 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 ever done for myself. The best decision I've ever made. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like getting a little bit emotional. The best decision I ever made was checking myself into that mental hospital and my Bible and like three shirts, three pants, and a crew neck. That's all I had with me. They were able to adjust my medication and I was able to find coping skills and I spent a lot of time just in reflection and like I said I had my Bible there just reading because I mean there's not much to do whenever you don't have a phone you're just sitting there just so much time talking to other people what they were going through it opened my eyes so much to that I wasn't alone and that there was so much hope for me. I would read my Bible every night before bed and 
I would just pray and pray and pray for God to show me felt like I was able to be released and felt like I would be able to be okay. And of course, I didn't come out of those 10 days like completely cured of depression and anxiety and all my thoughts of suicidal urges, but I was able to have the resources, not to mention I also went through a couple months of partial hospitalization afterwards and then three more months of intensive outpatient, which also saved my life. All the people in there that I met and all the therapists I talked to and the doctors truly saved my life. I could not encourage you enough if you are struggling to go get serious help. You have to put the work in for yourself and you have to realize that there's something worth fighting for. There really is. There's something worth fighting for. And if you go get help, I promise you, you can get there. I promise you. I promise you, you'll get through it because I was able to and I struggled for so long. Immediately after going through this, I felt this urgency to share my story. I knew how much bigger this was than just me because when you're in it, you feel like it's only you and you feel like you're the only person who's ever felt this way and how could you ever talk to anyone else about it? But going to the hospital, going through all of the programs just helped me see how many people are struggling with this, how many people need help, and that you're truly not alone. People of all different backgrounds struggle with this. It is more people than you can ever, 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 ever imagine. And the second that I started being open and vulnerable about my experience on social media and with others, I was able to hear their stories. I feel like something that our generation can do is speak with love and kindness because you never know what someone is going through. There are people when I was at university who they don't know, but because of their kindness, I didn't attempt that night. There were friends on my dance team or in my sorority or my roommate because of what they said, because of their kindness, because of their compassion. I wasn't going to try to do anything to harm myself because they were there for me. Even though they might not have known it, they were. And so really lean on your community. I know it's hard to. I know you don't want to. I know you want to keep it all bottled in and I know you want to keep it to yourself, but you have to reach out to your community. You have to reach out to other people. You have to go seek help because you will get better. I still struggle and this past year have still struggled with depression and anxiety, but I am so proud to say with constant therapy, support, and medication, I have not had any suicidal urges within the last year and I never would have thought when I was in that time period that I would be saying that today and so that is such a huge win for me that I have so many goals for my life now I have done so many big things within this last year that I could never have even imagined but it's all because of God it's all because of the hope he gives us and you were wonderfully and fearfully made you know i was not made with the spirit to back down from challenges or be fearful just speaking that truth to me every day helped so much going to therapy to learn how to deal with my codependency issues and my self-hatred self-compassion is the best thing i've ever been taught and so 
I know, I've been preaching this whole time about it. Please, please, please go get help if you are struggling with thoughts like these or ideas like these. Or even if you don't feel like you might not need it, it doesn't hurt to try therapy. I honestly do believe everyone should be in therapy. I don't know a lot of people who haven't had a traumatic instance and they just don't know it, but they need to process it. Also, just being so open and vulnerable has helped me so much to heal because I'm able to share with people, hey, like I'm really struggling. This is what I need. And something that's really helpful that I created in the hospital and then again through my partial hospitalization is a crisis safety plan. And that for me was able to put on a central place in my house and be like, here's my warning signs. Here's what's helping me. And here's how to help me as a loved one. Because it's really important to know and notice those warning signs when you're going downhill again. Because like I said in the beginning of the episode, I still have times where I feel a little bit more down than others. That's just battling depression. That's just battling anxiety. That's just what I have to do. And it stinks, but that's the cards I've been dealt. I'm able to fight that with scripture about myself. I actually do want to read a couple of verses that helped me through these dark times in knowing that I am one of God's chosen ones and knowing that I'm so special. But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of the darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Colossians 2.7 your spiritual roots go deeply into his life, and you are continually infused with his strength, encouraged in every way. For you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Mark 16, 17-18 And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from demons drinking anything poisonous, and they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. Matthew 5.14 Your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? Colossians 3.12 You are always and dearly loved by God, so robe yourself with the virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others, and be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Ephesians 2.10 We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One, even before we were born. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. So yeah, those are just a few verses that helped me kind of understand who I am and who God says I am because that is just so important for my daily life to be reminded. So some little tips would be you can definitely bookmark those in your own Bible and I know for me what's helpful is sometimes I'll do like widgets on my phone or like my phone lock screen or around my room or on the mirror. You can put those verses or just little parts from verses and it can remind you of who God says you are because 
that is just so important in battling with spiritual warfare that goes on inside your head. And God has given us the tools to help with those. Of course, I also definitely have a chemical imbalance. So I do rely on the use of medication and therapy and all of those things. But I think what was really the icing on top of the cake for me was knowing my true identity in Christ and who he says I am as his daughter, divinely chosen to fulfill my destiny before I was even born. So special. So, so special. So, obviously, today my life looks a lot different since going to the hospital and coming out of my depressive state and all of that. I have started college again. I have gotten on to a pro dance team. I am dance teacher, which has been my dream job since I was little. I have a very good community that comes around me when I need it the most. I am very active in my own church and am able to serve kids weekly, let them know who God is and how much God loves them. I've started my own podcast, which has been my biggest dream. I have started influencing on social media all over and I've been able to share my story and help so many other people. And that's not me saying these things is not like a bragging, oh look at me, like I've been able to do so many things, go me, praise me. That is not what it's supposed to be. I am sharing that so you know you can accomplish whatever you set your mind to. You are not stuck in this forever. A little over a year ago, I was in the hospital and I did not have any plans for my life. I saw a deep, dark hole and I thought of my future. I saw absolutely nothing. And now there are so many endless possibilities because of getting help. So if you're able to take one thing away from this episode, it's to never be afraid to ask for help. It is so important to ask for help. You are worth it. You are worth the work. You are worth asking others for help. You, your life is worth it. You are so important and you are so loved. All right, so that was a little bit of my story. I'm so sorry if this sounded scatterbrained at all. I, this is, I couldn't really make an outline for this episode because I wanted it to come straight from my heart. If you don't struggle with mental illnesses, hopefully you can find some compassion for others, compassion for the world because you never know what someone is going through. And if you do struggle with mental illnesses, maybe this helped you find some coping mechanisms I, of course, want to make more episodes with things I've learned from the hospital, from therapy, and from all other resources that I've attained. I'd love to make episodes specific on depression, anxiety with coping skills. So let me know if you guys would utilize those. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I linked in the show notes some resources to be able to find psychologists or psychiatrists in your area. Know that getting help is always worth it. It's always worth it. It might be a journey. It might take some time, but your life is worth it. I hope you guys liked the episode 
And thank you so much for listening. Like I said, this is very important to me. This, I mean, this is the story of who I am today and how I got to where I'm at. And I am so grateful to have this platform to share with you guys. Know that my DMs are always open. Reach out to me if you have any questions about anything or if you feel like this episode helped you in any way I would love to connect with you so please never hesitate to reach out my on my dms speaking of dms make sure to follow the account for the podcast which is at btwily the pod and also my personal instagram is just at Ann Brunk, so you can follow either of those and contact me through those. Also, if you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating and review. This makes sure that other people can find this podcast, which especially I think is important for this episode. I want everyone to hear this that needs to hear this and needs a message of hope. So make sure to leave that five-star review and rating. And also, if your provider allows it, definitely become a follower of the podcast so you never miss when a new episode goes up and you're notified. I am so grateful for the community that we have already, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you listening. This is only the beginning, and I cannot wait to share so much more with you guys of what I have learned. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I'll talk to you next week. And by the way, I love you. Mm